Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We're honored that you're here, and we pray that you find this message both encouraging and inspiring. number three of This is Hope Unlimited. And so we are talking about the core values and principles of who we are as a church and what we believe in. And servant leadership is probably my favorite value that we have aside from rest, because that's the one that I struggle with the most. So I try to prioritize it a lot. Um, But servant leadership is something that is deep in my heart. And so I'm going to be preaching on that today. Um, So this morning, if you will go with me to Philippians 2 verse number three is where we're going to start. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Father, we lift you up this morning. We thank you that you are the servant leader. God, we thank you that even though you are fully God, you chose to be fully man to show us how to serve one another with love and compassion. And this morning, let us just think on those things. Let that idea go deep in our hearts that we are called to serve one another the same way that you did, even to the point of death on a cross, that we would humble ourselves and say that we put others above ourselves and we want to serve your people in love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dr. J. Land of that plane. Everybody give Dr. J a hand in the house. Killing it as always. Okay, I'm going to like peek behind the curtain here for a little bit. The reason why I call Jansen Dr. J is because for the longest time, I refused to pronounce his name correctly because I just didn't know how to. And I found out the reason for that was because I had his name spelt wrong in my phone. And so when I changed that, I figured out how to say it right. And, but at this point, I'm too far gone to just call him by his actual name. So, Dr. J in the house. Anyways, so this morning, I am terrible at titling sermons. I remember me and Pastor Cole were kind of going over everything, figuring it out. And he's like, what are you going to call it? I said, I have no idea. Because I can talk for a while, I cannot title a single thing. Me, Dr. J, and Joe have a podcast. I'm sure we have plugged it a hundred times, and here's the hundred and first time. 100, uh, 1900 Nerdy Talk on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just had to throw it out there. I never title a single episode because I'm terrible at titling things. But if I had to put a title on this, it would be Perspectives of a Servant Leader. So this morning, I'm just going to give you three points about serving and three things that you can do to just encapsulate that value of servant leadership. So anytime we're looking for perspectives and qualities, uh, we have to go to the life of Jesus, right? We are Christians. We believe that the life of Jesus is the life that we need to follow. 
But Paul lays out pretty clear in speaking on how Jesus put others before himself. Fundamentally, servant leaders put others before themselves. I will say that a hundred times in this message if I say it once. Servant leaders put others before themselves. And here are three ways to do that. Point number one, super simple. Love and compassion for others. Uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew 9.35. And give me an amen when you're there. Oh. Oh, see, this, this is the problem. You ain't going to be there till it's up on the screen. I know it, all right? Because <laughs> I'm the same way. So Matthew 9, I'm getting it pulled up myself. Give me one more. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. Oh, we got one. We got one, my man. We got one. Hallelujah. Then Jesus went all about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. Jesus was compassionate towards people who were in need and hurting. And he said that they were like sheep without a shepherd. What does a shepherd do more than anything? Yes, they herd the sheep and they lead the sheep and whatnot, but they also serve what the sheep need. Am I right? Like a shepherd can't shear its wool off of it, or a sheep can't shear its wool off of itself. That is up to the shepherd. A sheep can't clip, you know, the thorns out of its hooves. It needs a shepherd for those things. So while we look at the idea of being a shepherd as just being the leader with the cane and the rod and just smacking the sheep into submission and tell them where they need to go and doing all these things, at its base, a shepherd is there to serve the need of the sheep, to make sure that they aren't lost, to make sure that they aren't hurting, to care for those animals. So we are called to be that exact same thing to people. We are called to be shepherds. Yes, we are called to lead them, but we are also called to serve them. Most people are like sheep without a shepherd, and they need someone to serve them. People's brokenness has to move you. Jesus had compassion towards people who were in need of him. And do you have that same compassion towards people? When Jesus was preaching in the synagogues and he's walking through the city, he was not blind to their hurts and their needs. He said, they are like sheep without shepherd, and I need to serve these people. The quickest way to remember when Jesus had, or the quickest way to develop servant leadership is to remember when Jesus had compassion towards you and to remember when you were like a sheep without a shepherd. Amen? Number two, be inclusive. We have to be inclusive to other people who are not like us. James 2, 8 and 9. Okay? You do well when you obey the holy writings, which say you must love your neighbor as yourself. But if you look on one man as more important than another, you are sinning, and the law says that you are sinning. The, if we look at someone and says they are more important than another person, so I'm going to serve them, the Bible says that you're sinning. We like to look at the big sins. We like to look at the adultery and the drugs and all of, you know, all the big sins that are just easy to throw onto people, okay? 
The Bible says if you look at someone else and say they're more important than someone else, so I'm going to serve them or they're not as important, so I'm not going to serve them, it says that you are sinning because Jesus includes everybody. Jesus serves everybody. 1 Corinthians 9.19 says we must become slaves to all. Paul says, I became a Jew to the Jews. I became to one under the law, even if I'm not under the law myself, so I can win those people over. We are called to be inclusive to everybody when it comes to serving them. Jesus was not too big to serve, you know, Peter, who he knew was going to reject him. Jesus, or Judas, who he knew was going to betray him. Jesus served them all the same. So this morning, ask yourself, who do you reject that Jesus would include, right? And I mean, this is about as political as I will get on a stage. If you are a Republican, serve Democrats. If you're a Democrat, serve Republicans. Serving does not matter your political affiliation, your sexual orientation, your race. We are called to break down every single one of those barriers by serving one another. Because if we say that they're not important enough to be served, then we are sinning. Amen? All right. And point number three, staying in the place of devotion. This is, this is probably the biggest one when it comes to actually serving people the way that Jesus served people. You have to know God to reveal his nature to other people. Amen? How are we going to love God? How are we going to love others like God loves us if we don't know how God loves us? So serving other people at its fundamental basis is just loving other people and putting them above yourselves. And how are we going to love people with the same love that God has if we don't know that love? So one of the ways that you know how to serve others is when you let God serve you. And that's whenever, that is the basis behind whenever Jesus washed the feet of the disciples in John 13. They're trying to fight it. Peter's like, no, Lord, I should be washing your feet. And he, we have this whole interaction with him and Peter. He gets down, washes their feet, does this whole thing, gets back up, and he says, I did this so you can have an example of how to serve one another. They learned how to serve each other by being in a place of devotion with God by walking with the man of Jesus. And so if we're going to serve others, we have to be walking with Jesus day in and day out so he can wash our feet so we know how to wash the feet of others. One of the main points of contention when it comes to serving is we don't know how to give other people love because we don't know how to receive it ourselves, right? It's hard to love someone else if you can't receive love. It's hard to give something you refuse to take. And so servant leadership needs to be rooted in this deep love and this deep security of I am so loved by God that I'm going to serve other people the exact same way that he has served me and love them in the exact same way that he has loved me. You have to know how much God loves so you can catch his heart for others. Serving other people is super easy when you understand how much God loves them and when you have God's heart for them. So Jesus served us to the point of dying. And that is the heart of the leader. Jesus preferred other people so much. He put other people above himself to the point of dying on the cross so they could understand God's love for him.
Amen. So, so how do we develop a heart as a the heart of a leader? So, of course, you have to have actions behind ideas. You know, things are easy to say, hard to do, right? <laughs> so, first off, faith without works is dead, right? James tells us this. This has been a huge point of contention for a lot of people, talking about how I don't have to have works to be saved. I agree with you. Jesus paid for salvation for all of us right out the gate. Your salvation isn't found in your works. But when we truly understand the heart that the Father has for us, we want to display that same servant heart towards others. So when you have this faith that God loves you and God serves you and God wants the best for you, out of that abundance of faith, you will begin to serve other people with that exact same love and compassion that Jesus has. So we have to put actions behind our ideas to make them realities. And you have to do the work to work on your heart as a leader. This isn't something that just changes overnight, right? This isn't just something that is answered, you know, you answer the altar call and all of a sudden I just love people with a deep compassion and I want to do every single thing, you know, that I can possibly do. I mean, maybe it is. I'm not going to say that things don't happen because as soon as I say that, someone will be like, I answered an altar call and then I gave my life to the church. You know, I, I've been wrong before. I'll admit that. But this is very much a day-by-day, principle-by-principle, building upon the things that God is telling us to do. And point one, action one on this, is join the hope team. Or find a local church if you are new in town, if you're new here. Find a place that you can serve in the local church so you can serve other people. If you want to develop the heart of a servant leader serve other people. This isn't like a far-off idea that has to be complicated. You want to be a servant leader? Serve people. Like, faithfulness can be kind of weird, you know, like, it's kind of a, you know, ambiguous term sometimes. Servant leadership is really just serve other people. When we serve other people, we're taking our minds off our own issues and putting them onto the issues of other people. We're putting other people above ourselves when we serve them. And we don't get to decide who we serve, right? Jesus served the people he knew would betray him and would reject him. If you want to develop the heart of a servant leader, start serving people and don't exclude anybody. Serve everybody. And that doesn't have to be here at the church. That is when you're at work. That's when you're at home. That's when you're at a restaurant. Every area of your life, you can be serving the people around you. Jesus served people more when he wasn't in the church. He taught in the synagogues. He healed when he was in the synagogues. But he wasn't above healing someone when he was walking from town to town. He didn't just walk around like eyes closed, ears plugged. I'm going to focus on where I'm going. And when I get there, then I will serve the people. No, he was willing to wait all day by a well and just waste the day to serve one woman to give her that living water that she needed. We don't get to decide who we serve or when we serve them. Our hearts have to be set on, I am going to put the needs of others above myself, even if it feels like I'm dying to do so. Even if it feels like this is such an inconvenience. That's fine. Jesus got down in the dirt whenever the woman was about to be stoned by the Pharisees. Jesus got down on his hands and knees and washed the feet of his disciple. Jesus was walking from a town, got held up, 
and had the woman with the issue of blood and healed her. He was always willing to go out of his way and be inconvenienced to serve other people. Action number two, spend time with people. Don't be far off from people. You have to have compassion for people. And the only way that we can have compassion for people is to understand them. And the only way that we can understand them is by spending time with them. Because in 2023 and in this just culture of social media and thinking that we know everything that's going on behind the scenes because we get this perfect image of everybody on social media, we have a tendency to judge people off of our ideas of them and not who they actually are behind the scenes. We don't judge people off of social media. Well, correction, we do do that. We shouldn't do that is what I'm saying. All right, we need to judge them based off of their humanity. The same thing that Jesus did. Jesus said, they are broken in need of a shepherd. So what am I going to do? I'm going to forsake my godhood and put on the skin of man so I can be among the people that I am called to save. So I can be among the people so I can understand the temptations. The Bible says we don't have a high priest that doesn't understand our temptations, but being tempted with everything. Jesus understands us because he was with us. We can't love people and we can't serve people that we refuse to be with, right? So when you spend time with people and you spend time with others, you can truly hear the pain in their voices and the brokenness in their hearts, and that will move you with compassion towards serving them and helping them understand the love that God has for them, right? And then action number three is just ask God for a voice into their lives. So speak into their lives, right? Something that we run into a lot is we love to be able, like we love to want to correct people, right? Because everything is so easy outside looking in whenever you're looking at a situation. Especially when it's like someone that you know and you want to fix the problem so bad, but you don't know them well enough to actually know what the issue is. So we want to be able to correct those people without actually knowing who they are or what they're going through. And so we gain a voice into people's lives by treating them with compassion and by serving them. I don't want advice from someone who doesn't know me. I don't want advice from someone that I don't know isn't bought into and invested in making sure that I am thriving. I want advice from the people who know everything about me, who have spent time with me, who has been in just the trenches of life with me. Those are the people I want speaking into my life. And that is the person that you need to be if you want to speak into somebody's life, right? So there is no point in doing any of this if you are not willing to just connect with people. To have a voice in someone's lives, we have to, they have to understand that we care for them the same way that God does. And this is why it's so important to stay in the place of devotion. If we have a skewed view of how God sees us, we will have a skewed view of how we see other people. If we don't truly understand God's love for us, we're not going to understand how to love other people. And if we don't have that, we have no right to speak into their lives. We have no right to try to correct them. To love people like God does, we have to understand how he loves us, and we only gain that from staying in a place of devotion. So this morning, it's, 
it's so interesting talking about servant leadership because I feel like everyone has their ideas of what that needs to look like, you know? And so it really boils down to just looking like Jesus. And Jesus had love and compassion for other people. He was always inclusive, and he stayed in the place of devotion. And this is who we are as a church at its very core. This is who we are trying to be. We are trying to be a church of people who have compassion towards other people. And we do that by spending time with people, right? Like that is how we grow in that area. We spend time with people. We get in their dirt. We get in the mud with them. And we just live life with them. That's why things like community groups are so important. That's why community is so important to the church because we are called to be with one another because we don't want to serve people we don't know. And if you need proof on that, go volunteer to work at Chick-fil-A, right? Right? I'm not saying go get a job at Chick-fil-A to get paid. I'm saying go do your job for free. If you just love serving people so much, go do your job for free. You know, that, that's not how it works because we don't know the people. We just do what we do to survive, right? That is the culture that we have really grown into is we will care about things if we get paid for it, right? But Jesus said, I care for people because I'm compassionate towards them. And I'm compassionate towards them because I forsake just being God and I put on the robe of humanity so I could be among the people. So just live with people and be compassionate towards people. Number two is just being inclusive. And we do that by serving others. Because when you're serving on the Hope team, you don't know who's walking through the door on a Sunday morning. You don't know who needs that smile. You don't know who needs that good morning, we're happy to see you. There have been points in my life where just hearing someone say, I'm happy to see you, was a moment with the Lord for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like just feeling welcomed somewhere that I've never been before was enough to start breaking down those walls in my heart. And so we have to serve others, and we don't get to decide who we serve. We don't get to pick and choose. We serve everybody that comes across our paths the best way that we know how to. And that is how we are inclusive, is we just serve everybody. You don't have to agree with them. I think if... If there's one lie that we have bought into so much is you have to agree with every single thing that every single person is doing to be inclusive. That's not true. Just serving someone, pouring them coffee in the morning, helping them find the bathroom, walking them across the street to help them pick up their kids from the kids department. Those are all ways that we can serve people by not deciding who we're going to serve. You know, like we just decide... I am going to serve everybody that walks in the door, regardless of their race, what they look like, if they look like they have money, if they look like they're homeless. I am going to serve everybody because that is what I am called to do. I am called to be a slave to everybody. I am called to be a servant to all, Jew, Gentile, those under the law, those who are in the law. I am called to be a servant to every single one of those people so I can win them over to the love of Jesus Christ. And lastly is just staying in the place of devotion. And we do that so we can have that same compassion, so we can have that inclusivity that Jesus has, so we can have a voice to speak into their lives. Amen? 
This morning, we want to stay in a place of devotion because that is where God tells us how he feels about us so we can tell other people how God feels about them. And if we understand how God truly feels about us, then we can tell other people how God feels about them. One of the biggest faults of the church is we feel like God is condemning us all of the time. We walk around with this weight on our shoulders that we are having to prove ourselves to God and to others and doing all of these things. When in reality, if we would get in that place of devotion, we would understand all of that is lifted off in Jesus' name, right? But the problem that we have when we walk around with that weight is we pass that weight on to everybody else. We pass that weight of feeling we're not enough, that we're not good enough. We pass that on to other people. And so when we stay in the place of devotion and understand how God feels about us and the care that God has for us, we can serve other people with that exact same mentality and with that same love and same compassion. So, now it's a bit shorter, but this morning I feel like just learning how to see ourselves as God sees us is pivotal to becoming servant leaders. Because Jesus said, I'm washing your feet as an example for what you need to do for others. So, like I said, this series is called This is Hope Unlimited. This is who we are as a church. We are servant leaders who serve others, we spend time with others, and we speak into the lives of others. And so you can go ahead and stand up on your feet this morning. The rest of the band can come on up. begin to play, I just want us all to pray together that we can see and understand the heart that Jesus has for others and the heart that Jesus has for serving others. The Christian faith is not about being served. It is about serving. So this morning while we pray, I want you to remember these three things. Remember when Jesus had compassion on you, Think about who you reject that Jesus would include and ask yourself the question, am I loving people the way that God loves me? Hallelujah. Father, we lift you up this morning. We thank you that you are the ultimate example of a servant leader, that you are the perfect shepherd that looks among the people, that walks among the people, and you're not moved with annoyance towards our shortcomings, but you're moved with compassion towards our hurt and our pain. God, we thank you that there has never been one that you have rejected. God, we thank you that everyone is welcome at your table and you are willing to serve every single person that crosses your path and give us that same heart to serve every person that we walk into. And God, we just pray this morning that we will love people the same way that you love us. That we will have hearts for people as big as your heart for us. Father, we worship you this morning. We thank you that you are giving us the example by washing our feet. And Lord, this morning, we let ourselves be served by your love. 
We don't reject your love this morning, God. We say thank you for setting the example of being a leader who is willing to serve his people to the point of death, even death on a cross. Father, we lift you up and we thank you. Build in us a servant's heart. Form in us a heart for your people.